We started a new series on last week titled Honoring the Lord. I want you to write that down. Honoring the Lord. Now repeat after me. Honoring, Honoring the Lord. Lord. All right. And our text, and again, we're going to come back and give you context on our foundational text for this particular teaching. It's found in Proverbs 3, uh, verses 1 to 10, but 1 through 10, but particularly verses 9 and 10 as we lay this foundation. And I'll share in a moment why it's so vitally important that I lay a foundation. Uh, if this thing is going to stick to you, it's important that a foundation is laid. Amen? Now, for the subheading, each week we give you a subheading uh, along with our general theme. I want you to write this down for the subheading today. Can you be trusted? Can you be trusted? Again, particularly in stewarding over the affairs of God. Now, before we read, let me show you this real quick. Before we read uh, Proverbs, let's go to Luke 16. I want to read verses 10 through 13 from the Amplified Translation. And again, we'll come back and we'll deal with this unjust steward here. But let's read this. Um, and again, say it, say, say it, repeat that again. Can you be trusted? Now make it personal. Can I be trusted with that which God have entrusted to me? Luke chapter 16, beginning at verse 10. He who is faithful in a very little thing is also faithful in much. Come on. He who is faithful in a very little thing is also faithful in much. And he who is dishonest in a little thing is also dishonest in much. Notice what verse 10 says. He, <coughs> excuse me, he who is faithful in a very little thing is also what? Faithful in much. And he who is dishonest in a very little thing is also dishonest in much. It's almost like when you hear people say, when I get more, I give more. That's not true according to Scripture. Because if you can't trust God with little, you're not going to trust him with much. Well, where do you get that? Right here. He who is dishonest in very little will be what? Dishonest in much. So if I can't trust God with the 10, no need to shout. When I get my $100, I'm going to trust God. If I can't trust God with the 1,000, rest assured you will not trust him with thousands. So it's important that as stewards, we get to that place where we trust God with everything that I have. And this is vitally important because, as we're going to see again today, it's actually not mine. I'm just a steward over what belongs to him. Talking about the believer. Are you with me? Verse 11, therefore, if you have not been faithful in the use of earthly wealth, who will entrust the true riches to you? Verse 12, and if you have not been faithful in the use of that earthly wealth, which belongs to another, watch this now, whether God or man, and of which you are a trustee, who will give you that which is your own? As we stated last week, Sister Moore, the more you prove to be faithful with what God has given to you, the more he gives back to you. 
So when I prove to be faithful of what belongs to him, then he gives me what belongs to me. And even with that, I'm still a steward because it all still belongs to him. Are you with me? Verse 13, no servant can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other or he will stand devoted by one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and mammon. One is going to be Lord. And every time you are presented with an opportunity to give, watch this now, either God or mammon, whoever you obey at that moment, that's your God. So either I'm going to heed to the voice of God or I'm going to heed to the voice of mammon. You can't serve both. Are you with me? You cannot serve both God and mammon. That is your earthly possessions or anything else you trust in and rely on instead of God. Again, we're talking about honoring God. Can you be trusted? Right off the bat, we've seen that if I'm not faithful in a little bit, I won't be faithful in much. But if I'm faithful in a little bit, I'm going to be faithful and much. You know, it's almost like the saying, there's no honor among thieves, or the portion about if I'm unjust in the Lord, I'm be unjust in much. And that means a thief can't be trusted. And here's the thing about thieves if there is a propensity to steal a little bit, you eventually get to that point where you are thieving all the time. Yes, start it with money. Now it's money and cars. Start with money. Now it's money, car, money, cars, and whatever else. So the, the point is, or the idea is, don't be a thief at all. And see, we, we don't understand that if I'm not properly stored and giving God what belongs to him, it will bleed over into other areas. Are you with me? And the first thing, one of the reasons why... Uh, we're laying such a foundation is because I first have to get to the place as a child of God and realize that what I have does not belong to me. It all belongs to God. Proverbs 3. Let's read verses 9 and 10 from the TPT translation. And, and let me say this, and one of the reasons why I'm repetitive, uh, because it's hard to retain something if it's not constantly repeated. So if you want to expect renewal, restoration, and repair, it's going to come by way of repetition. I said again, if you expect renewal in an area, if you expect to be repaired in an area, if you expect uh, restoration to take place, it comes by way of repetition, repetition, hearing it over and over. And why? Because depending on the severity of what has already been laid, it's going to take more than one 45-minute message to uproot 15 years of being indoctrinated with the wrong beliefs. And, and here's the thing why we just can't jump right into talking about giving. There's barriers. There's obstacles. There's hindrances preventing people who really love God but they haven't got to that place where they trust him with what belongs to him. Why? Because there's, there's things that are hindering them 
from trusting God. And, and, and you know, we've seen in the Gospels relative to this gospel message, you cannot put new wine into old wineskins. Why? Because as it ferments, it expands, and it will break or burst the old wineskins. Why? Because it, it, it stretches. Now, and I'm saying that to say you can't mix old religious rituals or mindsets. This is what Jesus was saying with new faith in Jesus. So I, I can't mix all what I've heard with what Jesus teaches if what I heard opposes the Word of God. And the Word, the world teaches you to trust in yourself. Get all you can and can all you get. Are you with me? So, so it's important that, that we understand the importance of laying a foundation because if I'm trying to put, here's what I'm doing. I'm trying to lay new information on top of rigid beliefs for some. And when that happens, it causes cognitive dissonance. You've heard this before. So when I try to lay new information on old information, it causes cognitive dissonance. In other words, now I have two different beliefs fighting against each other. Even when you know it's true, you still do what is wrong because I haven't heard what is true enough to uproot what I keep doing that's wrong. It's a prime example. Someone who eats poorly or, or, or just take whatever and put it in their body. You hear them say things like, I know this is bad for me. Why? Because the, the doctor said, I shouldn't be doing this. You, you know what's happening? What the doctor said and what they have already established, are in con they're conflicting now. So it, it's not until they get to the point and recognize that this thing could be a danger to me and, and to my detriment that they're going to change. Are you with me? You ever heard somebody who smoked? Back in the day, I used to see people, you know, if you knew a smoker, they coughing and carrying on. Man, I bet it's bad for me, man. Then you think, why do you keep doing this? See, cognitive dissonance. So here you hear a preacher talking about money. And again, anytime you mention money in the church, for some, it's, it, it's viewed as something bad. No, God wants you to have money because the money has a divine kingdom agenda or purpose. There's a reason why he wants you to be wealthy. He doesn't want you wealthy just for the sake of saying you got plenty of money. No, there's a reason he wants the money into your hands because he should be able to trust his children to do what he wants to be done with his money. Are you with me? So, again, ask yourself, can I be trusted? And quite frankly, <laughs> whenever you mention money in church, a lot of people check out. They check out. Another zone. I need to wash the car before tomorrow afternoon. I think I'll go to Applebee's after church today. Man, here go another one talking about money. See, that those are those rigid, wrong beliefs. And here's the thing, and I say this, and this is found in our text in uh, Proverbs 3. Where the will of God is not known, we ought to acknowledge the Lord in all of our ways and allow him to direct our paths. 
as I stated last week, God is not opposed to you having certain things. He's not opposed to you having a house, car, uh, whatever it may be, man of God. But where we, where we mess up a lot of time as his children, we really don't consult him on the front end. It's not that he didn't want me to have the house, but is this the right time for us to purchase? Is this the realtor that we should use? Just because you referred him or her doesn't necessarily, doesn't necessarily mean that we are to use them. I take the name, but I'm going to weigh them before the Lord and see what God says about the matter. It's not that he don't want you to have. It. I've, heard, I've seen people do this. I'm believing God for a car. I'm believing God for a car. Uh, Somebody's going to give me a car debt free. Then they call me two days later. Pastor, I went and purchased a car. N- nothing wrong with that, but I thought your faith was you're believing God. Are you with me? And it's not that he don't want you to have the car, but is now the time to get it? And, this, and is this the dealership or call out that I should purchase it from? Again, I am a steward over his resources. So guess what? He knows a lot much more than I, he knows all things. So, Lord, since this is your money, where would you like for me? Are you here? See, I know what it's like to stand on the word of God concerning a vehicle and watch him do it. You've heard this. I've told it numerous times when I was in school of ministry. Believe in God. Well, one of the reasons why I was close to the school, because so, so, I, I was walking until I got a car. That's wisdom. It was the hood, but it was wisdom. South Central, L.A., real deal. What you see on Boys in the Hood, that's real stuff. <laughs> that's real stuff. I was in the straight hood. God, God is great, you know. Uh, but wisdom was you need to move closer to the school so you can get to school. <laughs> so I'm out walking, you know, learning the area before school started, right? See a Corvette. Man, this is nice. Nothing wrong. First of all, let me say there's nothing wrong with dreaming. Nothing wrong with dreaming. And see, here's the thing. Nothing wrong with believing God. I don't know where your faith is, but I knew that if I got it, somebody's going to have to sow it. Because I don't have the money to buy number one. made a, a, a call to my father because he's, he's a Corvette man uh, and just told him I, how I liked, didn't tell him nothing other than, man, I've seen this nice Corvette today. I didn't call, can you co-sign on for me? Man, I'll show like, none of that. One, no need, to, even if they co-sign, who can pay the note every month? <laughs> you know, co-sign. I need a miracle if that's the case. <laughs> I think it was two days later. They called me. Yeah. And this is the dude they said, man, come get your car. Like, who? What car? I don't have a car. <laughs> but I was confessing a vehicle. 
Actually, the vehicle I was confessing was a 300ZX because I used to have a 280Z. So I said, man, let me get a 300. So, but what, and here's the thing about God. When you trust God and do it his way, he does exceedingly, abundantly. Look, I didn't say I bought it. At least I can be happy for you if somebody else gave it to you. Yeah, I can shout with him. Like I said, time wasn't allowed for, for me to tell all of the things God has done just because we trusted him. Are you here? We moved one time. And on, not that we couldn't, one, I knew I wasn't going to finance any furniture. And I wasn't about to go out. No, I wasn't going to. So this is what we did. We could have went and bought furniture and had no problem. Good to see you, Brother Pruitt. Good to see you, man. And my thing was, no, we're going to wait. We can believe God. And at that time, it was, I think we wanted, like, black uh, theater kind of seating furniture. And I don't care what people think. I've been delivered from what people think. Well, what if somebody come over and see you don't have furniture? It, 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 first of all, that's not, I, I don't care what they think. I don't live my life trying to impress other people. Do that. That's how you get in trouble, trying to live above your means. So, no, I said, no, we can believe God. A couple weeks later, somebody called again in another state. Hey, uh, you, you guys know in North Carolina they have the furniture market. And they have, and this person called, had a truck load. It was given to them. All kinds of furniture. And guess what? The black theaters that we were believing for was on the truck. And all we had to do was go get it. Another situation where I said, no, I can come pick that up. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Are you here? And I'm saying that to say, man, why? Because we trusted God. And a lot of us could have a whole lot more if we stop looking at people and look at God. Lord, what saith you about this? Is it the time for me to do this? And is this the dealership you want me to deal with? Are you with me? Because what happens a lot of time, and this is true, you have individuals, they really love God and Lena, but for some, when they come to the kingdom of God, they're already knee-high to a June bug in debt. They have more month than money. They love God, but they are overextended. They, they, they pay out 5000 a month, but only getting 4000 a month. So every month I'm robbing Peter to pay Paul. Then I come to the church, and this man talking about I don't have anything else to give. So they check out. Are you here? And, and, and what happens, and if you were raised in an environment where it was somewhat scarcity and you know, you may come home lights out. You may come home chain on the door. You may, that could be, see, that could be traumatizing to a young person. That could be tra a, a kid not being able to eat regularly, man of God. That could be traumatizing 
to, to a, a kid who comes home and here it is Wednesday and I still have not had anything to, that could be traumatizing to a child. Hearing your children, uh, your children hearing you talk about how much we don't have and how much we're behind, that can be traumatizing to a kid, especially in those impressionable years. You may not think it is. They hear it. They see the tension. They see what causes the arguments. And usually in most marriages, money is the number one reason for argument. That, that's why, that, that's why when you, she said it right, the lack of money, usually. Are you here? So that's why uh, when you have individuals, when they marry, when just say they get a big check or uh, what is it, the income tax time come, and they get that big lump, oh. You ought to see them during that time. The month of January, you, there's no other marriage better than ours. They're posting up there, but just as soon as that money run out, God is better than that. God is, it's going to take me some weeks to lay this foundation. In. So, but, but, but if an individual has that scarcity mentality, let me, let me tell you something. It limits how you see life. And greed, watch this, is born out of a scarcity mentality. I'll write that down. Greed is born out of a scarcity mentality. You've heard me say this before. That, that scarcity mentality is, that my, is, that, is, is the mindset uh, that always believes that there is not enough. They, don't, they can't see possibilities. Everything is impossible. And that scarcity, that mindset is driven out of fear that there's not enough to go around. So you know what it does? It breeds the spirit of greed or selfishness. Why? Because I only have enough for me. That's why God wants us to be blessed so we can be a blessing. Hold on. You heard Pastor earlier, it shouldn't be enough that you have enough to send your kids to college. But if I have a friend who needs help, we, God has blessed me so much, I've heard from God, and we also want to bless your child. It's not enough just you eat. No, I want everybody around me to be able to eat. See, that's why he wants you to have wealth. So if you're starving, I don't have to take from mine to give to you. I got so much. Here's some. For you. See, again, this is why this foundation is so necessary. Why? Because there are mindsets that has to be broken up. Are you here? So I can't just get right into it, man of God. Why? Because there are individuals fighting through. They hear me, but the debt speaks more volume. That's why most people, when they sow, they're not sowing at the direction of God. They're sowing based upon what they got to pay out this week or what they got left over. When we should honor God with the first lump that comes in, I'm honoring him before I pay anybody else. I'm going to honor my source. Are you here? See, that's being a good steward. 
Are you with me? But that spirit of greed is born out of a pop, out of a scarcity mentality. See, greedy people, look, we think just people who don't have a greedy no. You have people who have millions who are greedy. Yeah. Why? They, 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 they latch onto that money so tight because the, the fear of going, I never want to be poor again. I never want to go with that. So although they got plenty, they're avaricious. And I eat soup and beanie weenies for dinner. Got millions in a bank. But they eating pinto beans and canned goods and because of the fear that, it, that, that, that if, I, if, I, if I spend a little more, I'm going to end right back up where I was. Not for the child of God. Not for his children. Are you here? So as a result, some are here, but not knowing unknowingly or unbeknownst to them, some are even operating from what is known as y'all listening? Write this down. Dissociative disorder or view. Dissociative and what that is, it's the way the mind copes with too much stress. So when you've been under a lot of stress or pressure, just like with that scarcity, or you feel like I'm not going to have enough, a lot of people operate, and there's various dimensions of it, but dissociative view or disorder. And what happens because of that traumatic event, your brain begins to not only affect the way you think, but it begins to protect you. Why? Because I don't, I don't want to experience that again. That explains why you check out. Oh, man, I ain't going to want to hear that, man. I ain't never coming to see. The good thing about God, if you trust him, see, you can even when you make a bad decision, you can honor him, and he will supply uh, 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 enough to even make up for the bad decision that so that's why anytime he gives you something back sir it's more than what you gave him it comes back multiplied <laughs> he provides seed for the sore So be, be, because of that disorder, people become disconnected from their surroundings without even knowing it. Again, even now, some have somewhat checked out, man of God, because he about to hit me up. But here's the thing. Here's, here's the thing, though. The fear of lack and holding back only leads to poverty. So it's dangerous for the person to feel or succumb to that mindset that there's not enough, daughter, to go around. So the thing they fear the most 
Proverbs 11, 24 real quick. Let me show you something. So the key strategy to deal with this disassociation is grounding. Someone say grounding. See, that's what I'm doing. I'm grounding. Grounding means connecting back into the here and now. So grounding is trying to get you back to reality. How? By way of information. <laughs> so he's giving this information in hopes that the light bulb will come on. Watch this now. And I'll make an immediate decision. Don't wait the next week to trust God. No, I'm going to trust him today. Don't say this. Don't say this. Nah, I get paid Thursday. Yeah, but if I can't trust him, if I'm unfaithful with a little bit, you're not going to Thursday come and you're going to be them forgot that you even, you even thought about honoring God. That's Bible. If I'm unjust, if I'm unfaithful with a little bit, so when you hear people saying, when I, when I'm able to bless you, no, 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 no. Because when you have a stewardship mindset, I'm going to bless you now with what little bit I have. Not when I get. You hear? There's one who what? Scatters. And you increase. See, the natural mind or logic would say the more you scatter, the less you're going to have. Not in the kingdom. The more you scatter in the kingdom causes you to increase. And there's one who withhold or withholds more than is right, but it leads to poverty. So that holding back, and I submit to you, that portion that is more than what it, where it says withholds more than what's right, I submit to you, that is a portion that the Lord requires of you. That's why we always say, ask the Lord what you should do. See, what he tells you may be different than what he tells me. So it's incumbent upon you to do what he told you to do. And I'm going to do what. But we have to get to the place, Ryan, where we realize it's not mine. It's God's. Whose is it? See, you know what? Some, some really believe that, fly, and they believe it, and they're true. But still, when it's time to honor God, that cognitive dissonance gets in the way. Yeah, I know. Yeah, man. Pastor, I know. Pastor, that was a good message, man. Pastor, I don't know. Pastor, Pastor, I don't know. Pastor, I don't know. I don't got me know that. But the Lord knows. And if I honor him, are you here? Look. Who want to get to that place where they actually, see, see it, it's one thing. That I don't want to be that person 10 years in. Still confessing, I'm blessed to be a blessing. I'm highly favored. Coming in, what, 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 uh, blessed in the city, blessed in the field, blessed coming, blessed go. See, you don't want that just to be a fancy cliche. You want that to be a reality. Not begging in the city and begging in the field. No, I want to be a blessing in the city and blessing in the field. I want to actually be the head and not the tail. I don't want to be the tail professing to be the head. I want to be the head and not the tail. Then we, we quote the verse, I'm blessed to be a blessing. You really, you don't want that just to be something you say that sounds cute. You want to live in a reality of that. 
Have we read Proverbs 9 yet? She's telling me I only got 13 minutes left. <laughs> what do you say, sir? Yeah. Proverbs 9 and 10. You, you know what? I, I think more. I think a lot of preachers, if they would just lay a proper foundation, would, would quit getting up, beating people over the head, about the tithing off. Listen, stewardship is much greater than now. Honor God with the tithing off, but it's given. Stewardship is much greater than that. Let me tell you something. That's a good place to start, but that doesn't constitute that you are a giver because you give a dime. That's a good place to start, but that doesn't mean you are a giver because you could tithe one out of fear, which most do. Because they told you you're going to be cursed. God cursed the ground, not man. First of all, he cursed the ground, not man, okay? Then two, he blessed you in Genesis 1. We see him curse the ground in Genesis 3, okay? And then you have to remember this. God is not going to bless you, then curse you. See, some of y'all don't want y'all can. Well, in Malachi 3 says, Well, a man robbed God. Yes, you have robbed me. And, and why we only consider the tithe being they they were robbing them tithing off. They were giving shabby offerings. But you gotta remember they were agriculturalists. They lived from the ground. When he said, You are cursed, even this whole nation, not the individual personally, but how you make your living. That's why in verse 11 in the same chapter, he said, he will rebuke the devourer for your sakes and he will not destroy the fruit of your ground. Why? Because with Adam, it has been cursed. You're not cursed. You're blessed. You might be broke, but you're blessed. But I, do, I want the blessing fully functioning and operating. That's your mother, ain't it? Good to see you again. Yeah, I heard so seed on. Who so seed? I heard 50, but I'm going to give you 100. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you heard 50, Rev, why would you give more than what God? Because I'm believing for something. I need a little bit more to come back. And the more I give. So you're not cursed. We're not talking about that today, but you're not cursed. Say I'm blessed. Are you here? Now, that tithe, it means to eat at. It also means to disregard. So when we don't honor God or recognize God as our source, Things are disregarded. Things that should work for me, they now disregard me. Things can eat at that. But you're not cursed. I'm not teaching on that today, but just let me say this. Even from days of antiquity, even in Genesis, people tithe to deities, various gods. Not just, as Abram called them, God most high, El Elyon. But people tied to deities, and whenever they tied, they would say, this is my source. 
my source of life, my supplier. I'm blessed because of. So whatever you tie to, you're saying that this is my source. So if you give your dime to the YMCA, you're saying the YMCA is my source. If you're keeping it for yourself, you're saying I am my source. And thou shalt have no other God before. So Abram, when he tied to Melchizedek, Melchizedek said, listen, blessed be Abram. Watch this. Of God most. See, again, nothing is superfluous in Scripture, meaning it's not there just to fill up space. It's there for a reason. Why didn't he say, just uh, blessed be Abram who loved God? He made a distinction. When he said most high, he was saying that, yeah, they make tithe of this, but he is tithing to the God that's above every other God. His God is supreme. That's what he was saying. Abram like, yeah, you tithe here, but I know how I won this battle. I know how I came out of this. God most high. The God that's above. Everything else that's deemed as a God. See, that's what you do when you honor. you saying, God, you are, now I'm, I'm not the source. You are my source. And it's given out a revelation and the knowledge of who he is. Again, it was 430 years before the law came. Are you here? We ain't talking about that today. But we know Jesus is priest after the order of Melchizedek. Which was Abram tied out of Revelation. So, as Paul calls the new given, uh, calls uh, given under the new covenant, uh, grace giving. So we should tie not by command, but out of Revelation, that Jesus still lives. Look, I'm not. Look, look, look. You shouldn't be forced to do it. Uh, God blessed a man who's unlearned, telling you you're cur- you're not cursed. But you want to recognize who your source is. You hear? I heard that. Well, I just can't get with that, that cognitive dissonance. Fine. That's just cool. Some still like Deuteronomy 28. All these curses will come upon you. First of all, if you're a believer, one, you were not under that covenant. You, you, you under a better covenant than Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. Well, how do you know that? Because I know how to read my Bible, and the Bible tells me that. But beyond that, you have been redeemed from the curse of the law. The law wasn't cursed. The curse of the law were the penalties that were imposed on the people for not keeping it. So if I've been redeemed for that, how are you telling me I'm cursed for not doing this or that? Are you here? So for the new creation in Christ, when you offer your tithe, you should do it out of recognition that I'm not my source. I didn't do this. So although I'm intelligent and smart and got a good paying job, I did not do this on my own. See, watch this. When you understand stewardship, you don't fight about can I tithe, shouldn't I tithe, can I give, should I give. With, with, people who do that, people who don't have a revelation of who their source is. 
Because if truth be told, why would you argue about a dime, then go out here and squander way much more than that than somebody? See, see how topsy-turvy? Are you here? This is not tithing one-on-one today, so whoever that was for. Are you here? We got people, t- we got people saying that. You curse. And watch this. And out, of, and out of fear, you give it and really don't see an increase because you're doing it out of fear. I said, oh, Joker done told you, you curse. You curse. And let me tell you, and I said, I've been saying it for years. I don't know why your car broke down. But it didn't break down because you didn't tithe. I don't know why the roof caved in, but don't you dare, Joker, tell me that the roof caved in because I didn't tithe. Don't you tell me, so I've, I've heard people think that their, their body is afflicted with sickness because they didn't tithe. God is not going to heal you, then inflict sickness on you. That is not the God that we serve. I don't know why you got sick. Because if that is the case, uh, 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 because I know people who tied car breakdown. I know people who tied done, the tornado done destroy the house. I know people who tied and died of cancer. So don't tell me that these things are happening because I didn't tithe. Tithe now. Because you want to be blessed. Well, the blessing comes from the 90%. That tithe, that, that's, well, all of it's God's, but that's holy unto the Lord. What you're doing, you're designating him as who's head of your life. I ain't about to argue with you whether you're going to do it. I'm telling you, if you have a revelation, we don't even have to have this conversation. Y'all missed that. If you got a revelation who your source is, I don't have to argue with you. And I think if preachers do a better job of laying the foundation, I think people will understand, oh, you know, he right. Man, I, man, I'm, I'm, man, I'm so far in debt. I can't see my, I can't see anything. But I learned today that if I start trusting God, hold on, with my little, because that's something I said. All they have, I got a little bit. Well, if I trust God with my little bit, and, and prove to be faithful with that little, are you here? Man, let's read Ecclesiastes, and I'm gonna stop. Once that two over, that's 45. No, what is that? When that stop, what's that? Okay, let me, let me give you a little bit more. I know some of you like, Pastor, take it. To, I, I, I'm, I'm, I, hey, I'm doing all that. But I also, I'm also aware that you're only going to absorb so much, so much of this information at one time, especially if you're not going to be a good steward and listen to it after the word. So I'm not trying to pump two hours of information in you, and you walk out here one, yeah, hey, you preach too long. <laughs> That's all I remember. Out of all the messages, all I remember, he preached too long. Oh, no, they remember this part. I'm blessed, not cursed. <laughs> that, now, they'll say that. He preached too long, but I'm, I'm blessed, though. <laughs> you ain't putting that on me, man. I'm going to have you out of here because I'm listening to the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Some of the stuff y'all call spirit moving, didn't know that's flesh moving. Holy Spirit, like, listen, I done ate lunch and took me a nap. Y'all still having church. Go, Pharaoh, let my people go. 
Everybody laughing, but Pastor T. And about two more. <laughs> My God is good. I'm led by Holy Spirit, guys, so y'all relax. Amen. Again, people be taking my weakness and my kindness for, I know exactly what I'm doing. Uh, I'll be walking by the people, bless them, Jesus, walk with them, Lord. Help them, Lord. No, help, help you. I know what I'm doing. I mean, I know what I'm doing. I mean that in a loving way, but you ain't got to. Walk with them, Jesus. Bless them, Lord. Put your, put your hands on them, Jesus. <laughs> His hand is on me. Tell him to put it on you. I know who my source is. I tithe. Whether whether I'm supposed to or not, I do it. (laughs) Because he's been too good to me for me to argue about 10 cents out of a dollar. He's been too good to me. Even if I'm not supposed to do it, I'm going to do it anyhow because I know how good he's been to me. Now, what about that? Whoever wants to debate on whatever side, I understand who my source is. I enjoy doing it. I don't have to do it. I get to do it. That's how I feel about it. Now, what about that? Verse 9 and 10, let's go. Glorify God, see, with all your wealth, honoring him with, see, With your what? With your best. And that's TPT. (laughs) See, mine don't say that. Mine's tripping. Glorify God with all of your, see, I like to honor him with your very best. So that means when the increase comes, before I do anything else, Lord, what would you have me do? I already know what a dime out of a thousand is. That's a hundred dollars. But out of this nine hundred, if he has not already spoken to me, since this is yours, what should I do? See, that's what we miss it. No, oh, man, let me see. I got to pay this one. I got to pay my mortgage for coffee. Uh, I got a uh, dentist appointment. I got to pay my coffee. Got to... <laughs> then see, out of all what I got to do, I got $38 left. Watch this. Did I that 38? Oh man, I got that gas. Oh man. So we just throw God. And see what the devil trick you? He'll say, You giving? Yeah, but I didn't give at God's direction. I gave what I man, I gave out of what I had left over. See, that's not honoring him with your very best. See, Uncle Sam's understand that. That's why he take his out. He's not going to give you the opportunity to decide whether or not you want to. Uncle Sam said, no, I see y'all. I see how y'all do y'all God, and y'all not going to do me like y'all do y'all God. I'm going to take mine first. Because if he trusted you, he'll let you do it. Yes, he would. I just, just, uh, just, just minister, you know, just whenever you can, don't forget to, you know, take it. Yeah. Get his off top. Watch this. What happens? Uh, With your every every increase that comes to you, then when? But see, a lot of people 
are wanting verse 10, but they haven't given God the very best. But they claim it, number 10. Then every dimension of your life will overflow with blessings from an uncontainable source of inabashi. Why? Because I've honored God Watch this. Point number one. Point number one. It all belongs to God. That's our first point. And next week, we'll go through all these verses for that. But I'm going to stop right there. I'm not going to give you any more today. But point number one, it all. Who? Just let me give you this analogy real quick. Any parents in the house? Have you ever, perhaps, which I don't do, and I just tell them whatever. Just, but anybody who's done this before, say you give your kid hundred dollars, go get this, and bring me back my change. <laughs> anybody ever did that? <laughs> and and they didn't bring back your change. <laughs> Wait a minute, hold up. Anybody now? For anybody ever felt some kind of way? How that make you feel? Matter of fact, more so than that, how it make you feel when you loan Earl $50? And Earl told you, Tuesday, I have it back. And he's been dodging you ever since. I mean, does it make you feel some kind of way? Why? Because that, that was my money. That Earl money. I gave my son that money. That... Well, how, how, do you, how do you think God feels as his children? And we declare boldly. And out loud, without shame, it all belongs to God. He is the source of my life. Yet, when it's time to honor him, we disregard him. Doesn't mean he doesn't love you. But you have to come to the understanding and knowing this, that if I'm unfaithful with a little bit, there's no use in me expecting increase and a whole lot more. Why? Because I'm not faithful with this. But the way I get the more is by being honest and being faithful with the little. It all belongs to God. And listen, God wants us in position whereby we can really be in position to bless others. We got to have it. Why? Because there's kingdom work that needs to be done. Watch this. There, there, there are people that needs to be blessed. There's a way that he wants you to live here. But again, it's understanding first that it, it, it's not mine. It belongs to the master. And when I honor him, daughter, with what's his, then he gives me mine. And, he, and, and when he gives me mine, I still have to be a good steward over it because ultimately it still belongs to example you bless so many people then the Lord bless you then he tells you the thing that he blessed you with be a blessing <laughs> see uh, it's, uh, again it's the reason why it's good to be that way and honor him because whenever you honor God it keeps greed what, what you're saying, it keeps greed at bay. And what you're saying, too, there's plenty more where this come from. 
I remember one time, I'm done. And I remember one of those who were watching, I'm finished. I'm just talking. Uh, I bought some shoes back in the day, which I don't wear them anymore. This, people wearing shoes, gaiters and stuff like that. You won't catch my feet in the problem now. But I remember walking to the car, <laughs> putting them in the trunk. And the salesman, he, you know, we good friends talking. And I heard the Lord say, sew these shoes on. Sew on who? Devil is a lie. <laughs> then I went, I said, man, what size shoe you wear? Ten and a half. With a big, <laughs> with a big smile on his face. All right, bro, here, man, take these shoes. Look, look stuff don't have me. Look, I, I, it's, that, that's just, one, it's all kinds of stuff we don't get caught from y'all. Cars, I didn't know we gave away so many cars that Tamara mentioned last week, but just different things. Why? Because it's not mine. It's God's. Are you here? Who's here? When I started selling bikes, the, the, the first one, it was just like, dog, this thing won't move for nothing. Who did it tell me? And it was nice. Oh, you, you're not going to back me up? You're just going <laughs> to, okay. okay. <laughs> <Good> look. <laughs> but I heard the Lord say, sow it. Yeah. See, it ain't mine. Then, then, no, it wasn't. No, I'm, I missed it. It wasn't that one. It was another one. It was the first one, the first fruit. It was the first one. Okay. Uh, but it wouldn't move. But there was another one that we did, and he said, "So." So after I did that, was it the same day or the next day? No, it was the same day. The same day, I get a call. Yeah, we'll give you, I can't, what, 14000 for it, paid ten, so that's 4000 profit right off the bat. Yeah, I do that all day, every day. I give you 10 for 14 Who Who wouldn't do that? I take 11 for 10 I take 10 5 for 10 And ever since then, it, 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 it don't take them long to. But, now I say that to say it's not mine. It's his, man. So when you get to that place, you realize, see, if, if whatever you have, you so attached to it that you cannot trust God, mammon is your master. Man, you know how much I pay for the, see, it got you. When you can't sow it, it got you. I mean, when God told you to do it, things got you. See, that's the type of greed. And the Bible says, be careful of all types of greed. So there's various types of greed. And some people, they, they don't want all the, they want all the money, all the cars, all the houses, all the women, all the men. want everything. For, see, that's greedy. There you, and see, you can't satisfy greed. You'll never be satisfied. 
Come on, let's get a Lord a hand clap of praise. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to make a donation and support this ministry as we expand the kingdom of God, please visit ShekinahGloryFC.com or download our church app from iTunes App Store or Google Play by searching Shekinah Glory FC and click Give to make your donation.